Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Hello, dear friends. I'm so glad you're joining me again on this broadcast and listening to this word that I have to share with you. And I have a great word for you today. Oh, hallelujah. This is a blessed day. This is the day that the Lord has made. And this is the day that he wants you to know that he loves you. Yes, you are greatly loved. And that's the title of the message today. Oh, dear friends, do you realize how great the love of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit is for you this day? And maybe you're listening and this message of God's love kind of overwhelms you that you're saying, oh, John, how is it possible? Do you know who you're speaking to? Do you know my life? I've been running from God. Oh, I know that as a young child, he ministered to me, he spoke to me, but I ran away and I went into a life that is opposing everything that God said in his word for me to do. But today you're telling me that God loves me. How is this possible? Well, my friend, Stay tuned to this broadcast and listen to this word. This is not just a word that's coming from my lips. This is a word that is coming from the throne of God. And he wants you to know that he loves you. He loves you. Oh, with such an abundant love. If I go to the Bible, to Daniel, it says in chapter 10, verse 11, Oh, Daniel, Man, greatly beloved. And I really like what it says there, that he calls him a man greatly beloved. And then he says, understand the words that I speak to you. And it goes on and on, and God has a great message that he speaks to him. But it says, Daniel, oh man, greatly beloved. The Lord said to Daniel, you are a man that is greatly beloved in heaven. Oh, my friends, I don't care who you are, where you come from, what you have done in your life. God wants you to hear today that he loves you with an abundant love. And maybe you say, well, John, I don't think that's possible for me. I don't think that, that, that you know who you're speaking to. But doesn't it say in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19, for as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but you have been redeemed with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Do you realize that God gave his son for you and for me, that through his sacrifice on the cross, where he took our sins, where he took the punishment that we should receive for our sins, where he paid the price in full, all that he redeemed us through his son, he did not spare his son, but he gave his son for us, for you and for me. Doesn't that speak of overwhelming and abundant love? And maybe you say, yes, but I'm a sinner. Yes, yes, exactly that. He gave his life 
for sinners. He died while we are sinners, while we were sinners. He died for us, especially for us sinners. He said, a physician comes for those that are sick and those that are not sick do not need a physician. And he is the savior that came for sinners. And if we were no sinners, we didn't need that savior. But all have sinned, the Bible says. Yes, you're not the only one. I'm not the only one. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But God gave his son. Or the Bible says, you know that verse, probably you've heard it somewhere. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Oh, my friends, it doesn't say for God hated this world and God longs to punish this world and God longs for all to go lost. The Bible doesn't say this. It says, for God so loved the world. And today, even this day, as many of mankind have gone in their wicked ways, he still loves this world and he is sending messengers throughout this world and using the airwaves through television or the internet as avenues to tell you that he loves you. He loves you so much. Oh, he said to Daniel, you are a man greatly beloved. And I want you to understand these words. He wanted Daniel to understand what he had to say, his plan for mankind, his plan for the future. And God wants you to understand today that he loves you so much and that love Oh, that encompasses everything. It has the redemptive power in it. It has deliverance power in it. It has saving power in it. It has blessing in it. It has healing in it. It has provision in it. Oh, in that love is everything that you and me need this day. Oh, hallelujah for that. Oh, yes, you were called by grace. Isn't that love? And you were led to the Savior, Jesus. Isn't that love? And you were made a child of God. Isn't that love? And you were made an heir of heaven. Isn't that love? If you just look to all those things, there is much to prove that God loves you, my friend. Maybe your life has been very smooth by grace. Or maybe your life has been full of obstacles and full of trouble and has been so rough. Well, be it that it has been smooth or be it that it has been rough, on both ways you can find many things to prove that he loves you so much. He is there when it's rough. He's there when it's tough. He's there when by grace you're able to just kind of skip over the problems. Yes. Oh, isn't it wonderful sometimes in life that you don't always have to go through it. But sometimes we have to go through it. And you cannot always avoid it in life. You cannot always escape tragedy. You cannot always escape going through a time of sickness or hardship or suffering or pain. But in those times of suffering and hardship and pain, the Father is there, the Son is there, the Holy Spirit is there to prove His love, to carry you through, to help you and to aid you and to deliver you and to bless you. Oh, I'm so thankful 
that I know I am a man greatly beloved by the Lord. Yes, I know that. And it's not because I'm a perfect man. And it surely is not because of all my good deeds. No, I don't even know what's left of those things that we call good deeds, if you put it in light of the word. Oh, it's surely not something that I can be proud of or boast upon or demand something upon. No, but I know that I have received this love by the grace of God, by the goodness of God, and it has been proven in the Son. Maybe you're still hesitating about that scripture about that word. Maybe you don't dare to ascribe that title to you. Maybe you're hesitating to claim that title that you are loved, greatly beloved by the Lord. Well, today I hope that every thought that comes against it will be put down. Oh, and that you will rise above it and you will start to know and realize and accept and embrace that you are truly greatly loved in heaven. Oh, you're loved so much, my dear friend. And I know some of you, that's what you need to hear. I know there are Christians and they call themselves Christians and maybe they are, maybe they are not true Christians. I don't know. They're people, people. And people can be hard sometimes. Yes, people can, instead of helping you, and maybe they want to help you, but yet what they do, what they say is not helping you at all. It's pushing you down. And sometimes, oh, maybe you were in need of a kind word. You were in need of an encouragement. You were in need of, of, a, of an uplifting word. But instead of that, you got condemnation. Instead of that, you were put down. Instead of that, you were pushed away. Oh, but hallelujah, Jesus, he loves you so much and he has proven it. He proved it by taking up the cross upon his shoulder. He proved it by the stripes on his back. He proved it by the crown of thorns on his head, by the blood that dropped out of his head and out of the scars in his hand and feet. Oh, my dear friend, every drop of blood that fell from the Savior is saying, I love you. I love you. I love you. Every step he took to that place, Golgotha's hill, Calvary's hill is saying, I love you. I love you. I love you. When he did not resist, but he spread his arms wide and he took the nails in his hands and in his feet, it's saying, I love you. I love you. I love you. He loves you. He could have stopped. He could have stopped. He could have said, why am I doing this? I'm not doing it for myself, for he was sinless. He could have said, why am I doing this? What is the purpose of all this? Why should I suffer so greatly for mankind, for you as he had you in mind and me in mind? He could have said, I'm going to stop this. And he could have called to the Father and he could have called for a million angels to come down to deliver him. And he could have wiped all those soldiers away with one breath out of his nostrils. But you know, he kept silent. He kept walking. He kept going. He took the shame. He took the pain. He took the suffering. He took the sin. He took the punishment. He took death and he took it on your behalf. He took it on my behalf. That's saying, I love you. If that doesn't say, I love you, 
Well, then I don't know what says I love you. Oh, the Bible says, yes, oh, many, they wouldn't even give their life for a righteous person. And how would they give their life for someone who doesn't deserve it at all? But it says Jesus gave his life for us while we were sinners, while we were living in rebellion, while we turned our back to him, while we gave him, you know, a lot of hardship and a lot of pain by putting our fist in his face, blaming him for everything in our life. Yet he loved us, stretched out his hand towards us, wanting to help us. And he wants to help you right now, this day. Oh, hallelujah for that. Yes, you know, there is evidence of unspeakable love. Oh, it is so clearly on display. And maybe thoughts are keeping you from that love. Thoughts that you are not worthy. Thoughts that you are unholy. You know how the devil works. The Bible says the tactics of the devil, oh, they're not strange to us. We know how he works. And the Bible shows how he works. First, he entices us to sin. And once we have sinned, oh, he starts blaming us and pointing a finger to us and telling us we are not worthy and that we could never come to the Father and that we should hide and run away from God. But it's a lie of the devil. Yes, we are unworthy. Yes, we don't deserve it. But he loves us. And because of that love, he made a way. Christ is the way. Christ, he is the Messiah. Christ is our salvation. And God made a way. Hallelujah, that we can come to him in the sun. And there is forgiveness. Oh, hallelujah. And there is such love for you and for me. He chose us. He called us. He made us an heir to happiness. He wants you to be joyful today. He wants you to rejoice today. Yes, he wants you to have peace in your heart and in your life. And you can go to all the stories in the Bible. Oh, kings and priests and beggars, they all came to Jesus and he gave them life. Those that came with an open heart, those that came thirsty, those that came hungry, he came and he blessed them with eternal life. Hallelujah. Now, if there is such a love for you and for me, we should live in it and we should act according to it, and we should speak accordingly. Or don't speak in a way that you would put that love down as something that is not worth anything at all, because that love is precious. The love of God, it costs such a high price for that love to be realized in our life, and for us to be able to come near to Him and now we are able to come near. And now in the sun and through the sun, we are able to say, Abba, Father. And now we know that we are his child, that we are an heir to all the things of heaven and every promise there is in the word. So we should speak accordingly. And we should not speak to God as if he doesn't want to listen to us, as if he would not want to answer us, as if he would not want to touch us and restore us and forgive us and cleanse us and sanctify us and bless us with his presence and come and dwell inside us through the Holy Spirit. No, my dear friend, we should allow 
ourselves to live under the influence of that love, the sweetness of that love. We should enjoy the privilege of our new position in Christ. We should enjoy the fact that we are not strangers to heaven or to the Father, but that we are sons and daughters. Oh, we should stop talking in a way that we put God at a distance and keep ourselves at a distance. That is not what that love was meant for. And that is not accepting that love. That would show that we are not honoring that love. If we honor that love, we will dwell in that love. We will make use of that love and thank him for his love. Oh, today I want to encourage you. Oh, you are greatly loved. And now you need to come near to him. Don't listen to the whispering of Satan. Don't listen to your own feelings, to your own wicked heart thoughts of the old man that is saying that you should stay far away. But today, come near to him. Come near to the Father. Come near to the Son. Come near to the Holy Spirit. Open your life. Open your heart. Open your mind. Let the Word of God bless you. Let the presence of God flow through you. Habitate in Him as He habitates in you. And enjoy it. Thank Him for it. Oh, praise Him for it. Don't let your prayer be, Oh, Lord, you are so far, and I am so wicked, and I am this and that, and just keep going and keep going and keep going with that distance. But say, Father, yes, I was wicked, and yes, I have sinned, but I believe that your Son came because of your love, your love plan for me. And he did give his life for me. And he did pay the price. And now, Lord, I have received forgiveness. I have received this new man that I am in Christ Jesus. And now I'm going to enjoy to come near to you. And then come near to him. And praise him. And thank him. And glorify him. And share your innermost thoughts and being with him. And he will bless you so much. And when you go around, walk around with a smile on your face and tell people of that great love that you have received from the Father, through the Son, and how the Holy Spirit has made it a reality in your life. Shall we pray together? And let's pray together right now. Maybe you are someone that has been far. Come near right now. Maybe you are a child of God, but you're constantly living under that oppression, under that yoke, and and you have never received that forgiveness, that life. You have never been set free of the past, and you're still living in the past. Come live in today. Come live in tomorrow and enjoy the goodness of God. Oh, let's do it right now. Oh, put your hand on your heart and say, oh God, I come to you right now and I thank you for your word. I thank you for the proof there is that you love me. There is proof in history. There is proof in my life that you have called me today. You have chosen me. You have elevated me, Lord, to a new life, a life in you. Oh, Lord, break every yoke 
of sin and wickedness in my life. Cleanse me, oh Lord, make me holy and acceptable before you and heavenly Father. Oh, I leave it all behind now. I leave it all behind because you have thrown it in the sea of forgetfulness. And right now, Lord, I'm coming to you. I'm gonna enjoy your presence. I'm gonna enjoy your love, your goodness for me. Lord, I'm going to let that joy and that peace that you give, I'm going to let it flow through my body, my mind, my soul, my spirit. I'm going to testify about it. I'm going to tell others how great your love is for me and for them. Hey, Lord, help me to be a witness of your love. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 